Welcome to the second season of the Mastering the Mind podcast, where we will now be exploring the exciting and fast-growing world of esports. We will be interviewing a variety of professional esports players, coaches, and stakeholders in order to better understand the psychological demands of competing at the elite level and the important role the mind plays in esports performance. Today we welcome Manira Doby, aka Goose Breather, to the podcast. Manira is a Canadian professional CSGO player for CLG Red. Manira has also played for teams such as United and Dignitas and is a four times international champion. Manira is also the host of Letting Loose with Goose podcast. So let's welcome Manira to the podcast. Hey. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Long time no see. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a minute it's been a minute oh my god i see the poppy behind yeah she's chilling <laughs> how is she doing um she ate a snack and she came from a walk so she's just waiting for me to give her her meal later yeah the sex blog to feature on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she she's a little bit of a star so nice yeah. we are like a like you probably know already we're huge dog lovers so uh so yeah um, yeah it's always nice to see dogs in the background of uh of guests uh backdrop <laughs> yeah it makes it more homey you know it does it does but um yeah how how sort of your your week been uh it's friday so... yeah well we uh finally kind of slowed down on things i had a pretty intense like month and a half two months of uh cs we were playing like six days a week and stuff and um we made to like playoffs so we have like a whole new roster pretty much so it's been like a grind but we actually did really well considering like we've only been together for like a month and two weeks and we went on like a 10 win streak but then we like lost in like third round or our third matchup in in playoffs so yeah you know not you know we hit our goals but of course like we still want more so overall good not perfect but good (laughs) that's fantastic yeah uh what a great place we like to start with uh, with our guests sort of throwing it back to the start um talk us through like your journey to date and also where the name goose breeder comes from um just yeah just talk us through your journey to where you are now um and how everything come about yeah it's uh my journey i don't really like take much time to even think about it (laughs) but I guess I've been playing for a long time now, so I've had quite the journey, I guess. Um, I started off playing CSGO roughly when I was like 18. Um, Prior to that, uh, I grew up with brothers, so I played lots of games with them. I was kind of like the runt in the back who always wanted to play. We get turns like, you know, when I was allowed to, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, around 11, I started playing like computer games and then I think like 16 or, or I was like 14 or something. I played a lot of League of, Le- League of Legends. I played that for like probably four years and then I quit. When I quit, I went to play CS and I just like naturally fell like in love for the game. Um, I just thought it was really fun. I could tell that I was progressing well, which is something that I think has always been a big motivator for me is um, seeing my progress. I think even since the beginning, that's always been like the case for me. Um, so 
basically at the beginning, I was a pretty big noob, like silver elite master was like my rank when I first started playing. So yeah, so I, I was a pretty big noob, but uh, I enjoyed what I was doing. So what didn't really feel like anything that I was forcing myself to do. Mm. So I, I was pugging for about like a year, maybe even less. And I got like noticed eventually from like an all women's team called you United at the time, which was basically CLG red prior to getting like an organization. So they gave me like a go. Uh, I passed like my trial instantly and they hopped me in for like a few months to play a few events. And then they gave me the boot because like, obviously I've only been playing for like a year or less. So I wasn't going to be the best player. So they gave you the boots, but it was still like a good experience. And I think it's part of what also drove me to want to prove them wrong and show them they made a mistake. So um, I just saw it as like something to fuel me from there. Um, I played a bit of uh, mixed. I, I played like mixed uh, some I get with like some uh, do friends of mine. And then eventually I joined Karma, which was now Dignitas. I joined that roster for a few years um, and we were pretty like dominant towards like the end of like we, we were doing pretty well. Like we would place like top three a lot or something like that. And then eventually we would start winning. And even though we were winning, I thought there was more for me. Um, I like I could tell just by the quality of our practices and, you know, um, I could just tell that it wasn't like the place for me to be. So I wanted more. And so that's when I took a step back from that team. And um, I was just like open to potential offers, I guess, in the future, whether I was like flirting with the idea of playing mixed Counter-Strike. But um, I also got uh, a couple offers. So in the end, CLG Red, it was the one that seemed the best for me. Not only like, you know, is it still NA, but at the same time, it's also, they were like advanced at the time. So that's also mm -hmm. me advancing in the mixed scene as well, which is really good because your practice and your day-to-day -day matches, that's going to make you better. But always playing at like lower levels and not like challenging yourself to a higher degree, you're not really going to push yourself like you're not going to get punished for mistakes and that's how you get better. So I, I did feel like I was stuck. If I stayed on Dignitas, I wouldn't improve as much as I would have. And I felt like I would have um, slowed myself down. So yeah, when I joined CLG Red, it was a big challenge for me, but um, yeah, it's just like joining a whole new team, um, joining a, a tougher division. So it's a bit of like an identity crisis when you join a team like that. Um, even though I was like one of the best players like prior, like in the women's scene to, to joining like CLG red, it was um, still felt like I was on the back foot, but at the end of the day, that's what I wanted. So yeah, since then it's been like years. <laughs> I joined like tw late 2018, 2019, and I've been on the team since. And my journey since then has just been putting a lot of effort into myself. Um, and I guess 2020 is where I put, I went like crazy with like the effort I put into myself. Like I, I always put effort into myself, but I was a lot more methodical with how I spent my time instead of just like spending it. Like if you go to my steam, I have like 14,000 hours, like more than that even. 
So I spent a lot of time, yes, <laughs> but now instead of just spending time, I'm very, um, I just spend it in a, a very specific way. Like I don't like to just spend time to spend time. At the end of the day, how I see it is like the end result. What am I, what, am, what is my time getting me? And so I try to do that as best as I can. So what I started doing in 2020 was I started taking notes. I started watching demos. Um, I took notes of the demos. I took notes of the practice. I took notes of um, pretty much just like tracking what I'm getting better at. What do I still need to work on? Um, at, the, at the end of practice, I'm like, I had a hard time dealing with this and this and this. So I need to find answers for this. And so to me, it was just like, I have problems and I need answers and I would use notes to track my progress to make sure I'm not forgetting. So anytime, like I put a map aside for like a week or two, I wouldn't forget everything that we went over because it's right there in writing. So I would go back, I would read like my latest notes on that map. I'm like, okay, right. I remember I had to fix this and this. Oh, I remember I already fixed this. I need to make sure I still do that. Cause that's the thing is when people stop playing maps, they forget like everything. And it's just mm. like a waste of time. So I try to put a lot of use to my time and, and try not to waste it. Um, and I think that was a really big uh, factor for me is just the way I went about it all. And now I've also transitioned into like an IGL role. So it's like a new challenge for me. Um, I've been doing it since, I don't know, I felt like the end of last year or something. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been doing it for a little while now, and that in itself is a big challenge too, because I'm also now leading other players and it's one thing to like, keep yourself in check, but now like I'm responsible for everyone. And on top of that, it gives me even more importance to make sure that I'm on top of my game because, you know, if I'm having a bad day, like I can't let that leak through to my team because I can, I can make or break that day for the team depending on how I approach that day. So it's, it's, it's also like pressure for me to be a better leader, be a better person as well as like, I still have to be a good player. And so I'm, I'm finding that balance right now of um, like giving enough responsibilities to my team and trust them to like handle their own, give them like some sense of individual individuality within the team. Because prior to when I first started calling, um, I would try to take any burden that wasn't being like, if something wasn't happening in the team, I would take it upon myself to do it. And that is just so difficult to do. Like when I was on point, like I was like a robot, like I would do everything, but it's so difficult to like ask that of anyone. Yeah. Um, and I also have like ADHD. So it's like even bigger of a burden because it would just spread my attention thinner and thinner. And it's not something I can maintain it's just impossible so that is where i started pushing towards trusting my teammate more giving them responsibilities and i also think having teammates you can rely on makes it makes it a lot easier for me because i i'm like i know they'll put the work in i i can trust them to get better even if they don't do it right now i can trust them to get better and so for me now it's like i'm trying to focus on my strategy my gameplay and just making sure that i'm making the right decisions so Mm -hmm. I, I guess like that's my journey. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> it's like I never really think to look back because there's just so much stuff I'm like always trying to work on. But I, I guess that's if I had to sum it up, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> you can see us both smiling because there's so much valuable content in there what you've just explained and so much to unpack so um, I've had to take notes because there's so many interesting things that you've yeah. mentioned there so just to bring it back a bit so yeah. you, so the trials I'm really curious because obviously we're from a sort of traditional sports background obviously we're we do have knowledge of esports etc yeah. but we're really curious to know what does like that trial period look like for a player like typically what what do you have to sort of do when i was like uh brand new pretty much right yeah that trial period right so yeah. um first to get myself noticed um i was streaming a lot so okay. that's important to like up and coming players is get your name out there no one knows you exist then no one knows you exist right you're not going to get that tryout um to mm. actually tryouts I think it's just like um, trusting yourself. Like there's a reason why they're interested in you. And I think like if you approach it with confidence, like with faith in yourself, you know, um, it's going to do a lot better than if you doubt yourself. Like, you know, your skill is still there. Like you're still that same person, but whether or not you have any confidence in yourself can boost your performance or at least give you faith in whatever you're doing, even if it might be the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when I approached it, I just went in with like you know just that fire like i know you know i'm good like even if i was like literally playing for a year i was i had that like faith in myself i could tell i was getting better and i could tell that eyes were on me so that means i'm doing something right so yeah i just went in with confidence and uh yeah and they just liked that confidence i had i guess and i mean it's uh so initially to land the trial that's kind of how i approached it Mm -hmm. I also think that like I was just like better than other options and I just knew that like I just had a lot of faith in myself so yeah I think that's like partially what got me the tryout mm. fantastic another question I sort of had is you made the point well obviously your journey has been like quite fast-paced and you've played in different teams different rosters mm -hmm. that's also I feel like a really important nuance and difference compared yeah. to like traditional sports is that esports is just so like fast-paced yeah. so it must be nice to have some sort of like stability being at CLG Red you know being you know there for more than six months or you know talk us yeah. more through that like how do you how does one player cope with this these changes in rosters getting new, used to new teammates etc it must be so difficult to, to sort of adapt yeah so i think it's a bit of a double-edged sword so even in the mix scene it's even worse because they don't mm -hmm. have organizations keeping them together so um i would say that the i would say for me personally it was a bit of a challenge um i think in the women's scene roster moves don't happen as often because there's not as big of a pool to choose from. So I think like, uh, you just have to, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like you have to work with what you got and that can be a good thing. That means you might not give up on that player right away. And I mean, it, there is like a, you know, both sides to that coin, but I think that like, it definitely teaches you how to work through stuff instead of just give up on anything that's difficult, just like quit, find something else. Um, I think it, it does teach you like good life skills because it is important to deal with your problems and try to fix them, find solutions for them. Um, I think that joining different rosters is tricky. Even be even new players, new just small additions to a team can change the entire identity, especially you have five people. I think like sometimes you have bigger teams, sometimes you have depending on what you're doing, what game, what sports. I think having a smaller 
a group of people, the identity can change really easily depending on just one person, two people. I think like even the last roster to this roster has a different identity in itself. Like we changed three players out and honestly, I think it's kind of refreshing because I have like all this new blood that, you know, clearly respects me. I've, I've been someone who's been working hard in the scene for a long time and I've been trying to be a good role model to young women. So I think that when they join the roster, like, you know, I've already put in so much work that, um, I just like trust myself. I trust like my word. And I think that like the respect comes from that. And I have like players who are um, respectful of me. They trust me and they trust like my system and how I want to do things. And they also give me like their input. So I think I have like a, re a really nice like uh, situation going with my current roster, even though they're brand new players, like um, prior to this roster change happening, like it was, it was a struggle. Like we had a roster for a while. We went through COVID together we had our ups and downs and I think when you're not like finding a lot of success for a while it can do a lot to like the mental of that team and the stress of that team and I think that just like got to us at some point and I think now that we have like a new roster it feels very fresh very like everyone's motivated and it kind of feels like anything's possible at this point where I feel like when you're with a roster for a long period of time and you're not really getting anywhere. It doesn't really, it, it feels kind of like you're capped. And I think that's yeah. like a terrible feeling as a player or as a team is like the feeling that you can't get better, that even as an individual, if, if you get better, like your team's not getting better, like that sucks too, because like if you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into something and you're not seeing anything from it, like it kind of goes back to what I was saying is like, what really motivates me is seeing progress. Like, you know that's my reward for putting the time in is is getting better and as an individual that's good but you know if you're not getting anywhere as a team it doesn't really make you feel much better either because you got people on reddit shit talking you like oh there's they're trash like whatever but they don't know like all the work you put in they don't know how good of a player you are because you know they just see that your team's not doing well mm -hmm. so it's a bit of a struggle as like in that in that moment for me like that's what was like a struggle for me but yeah i i think that like eh, going back to like the whole uh changing teams and rosters i think it's a lot worse in the mix scene just because they don't have orgs that keep them together under contract and stuff so i think it's like yeah it's a double-edged sword you can get better players and that's in that regard like if somebody sucks like take a hike or if they're not improving take a hike um and I, I think that like for me, I'm, I may be sometimes too nice or maybe I give too, too many chances to people. So it's something like I'm learning too, where you have to find like balance between like sticking together and making it work. And I think the fine line for me is if people put effort into their problem or not. And if you present to them with a problem that that matters that they need to fix and they're trying to me like, OK, you're trying. That means we just need to find the answer to help you. But if you're not trying and you're still doing it, like, honestly, I think it's like disrespectful to like your team and to everybody's time to not like try to fix your stuff. So I think to me, that's like a good time to give somebody a boot. So, yeah. Yeah. Just on that topic of like getting the boot, you mentioned yourself that you got that yourself. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about that briefly. Obviously, yeah. if any esports players are listening, this may be something that they'll experience during their careers. Like, what were your feelings, firstly, when that happened? Like, how were you feeling? And then how did you go yeah. on to cope with that um, and move on, I suppose? Yeah, so 
they uh, I mean, I, they liked me as a person. I just wasn't good enough. And I don't know how I coped with it is I just got angry about it. Like, you know, like um, I, I just use it to fire me up, I guess. Like, I, I think that's something that like I, I think I use like anger to fuel me well in terms of like, oh, like, you know, like, screw you guys. Like, I'm going to go like show you up, you know. Like that's kind of the fire I had and I, and I still have it, but in, you know, different guards, it's like, I'm not really like fired up to prove like some people wrong right now. It's just like, I'm just fired up for different reasons. But in that moment, what fired me up was like the motivation to like prove them wrong. And over time I did, like, not only did I prove them wrong, I became better than them. Like, all, like I became better than the players who cut me. And I think that's like, what made me feel good about it is that like I joined the scene as like a nobody, a rookie. I was so far behind all these players. They've been playing for like decades. It's like, man, they've been playing for decades. Like how am I going to catch up to people who play for decades? And again, like this is where how you spend your time is important. If you spend 10 years, like just scrimming, pugging, not even really doing anything, you're not going to improve that much. But if you spend your time like um, in a, in a smart manner, then that, even like two years can make a big difference. Okay. Talking about that, going about it in a smart manner. Could you take us through maybe like a typical day for a professional CSGO player? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I'm actually very familiar with how even like uh high level pro teams, their schedules look like. So it's a little bit tricky because it also depends on the practice you can get. So the practice we can get is not the same as the practice a high level player team can get but our schedule is similar so like this last season we had a pretty like uh we had a good like schedule going in terms of like what we were doing with the time so like everything had a purpose in our schedule there was we tried you we try not to have like just dead time being useless um obviously like we try we actually were having fun with the time so it wasn't like wasn't like super strict like people were enjoying themselves we were uh while we were doing the things that we were supposed to do so basically like kind of just depends like if we have a match or not but we were actually playing more like more matches than we were playing like practice which i think was actually like a good thing so what we changed from last season to this season is instead of doing like a so sorry to give more context like esea changed the way they did main so um, this is actually like a suggestion they were looking for on Twitter and they were asking like, you know, should they do BO3s? And, uh, the thing with main and lower levels is like, it's what you do is you get like a map of the week, like you ban and you know, like you play one or two maps that week and that's it. And the problem with that is it only lets you work on one or two maps in a week. And then you start forgetting everything else cause you're not using it. So what we were doing differently this season is we were practicing more maps in a week. And by that we were keeping the information. So we might not progress really quickly in a short amount of time, but we would retain a lot of the stuff we talked about. So in the end, we were actually able to play more maps even, uh, and just like, it, it was just a lot helpful, more helpful because once you get into BO3s at the end of the season, like you can't just like, you're gonna lose once you get the playoffs if you only have a few maps under your belt. So in general, we were actually pretty prepared uh, our day-to-day -day schedules typically starts off with like theory. So we talk about like a lot of different stuff, whether it's like, uh, 
whether it's like that map that we're going to be playing today, um, we talk about like uh, fundamentals, a big focus of, of the season is we wanted to create a good base knowledge for the team since we're brand new. Um, I think it was really good for us to go back to like basics and focus on, you know, what do we do? Like when this happens, what are we doing? When this happens, what are we doing in these situations? This is our answer. Like, is every like, do we all agree with this? And so by like agreeing on like common ground of that type of stuff, it makes it a lot easier to play together because when shit hits the fan, you all know what what we agreed. Like yeah. in, in a five v three, we know what we want to do. In a in a four v five, we know what we want to do. In a three v five, we have like a few answers, and we typically have our preferred answer. And then in the maps itself, we talk about protocols. So what does that look like? Like we talk a bit more specifically. Like what does that look like when we do it on this side or on this side? And so by like focusing on those like basics it's really helpful because you don't need to like overcomplicate stuff you just need to play together really and honestly by playing in that manner we were playing really well against like the teams in our division and since we um, implemented those protocols and those fundamentals we went on like a 10 win streak like we we were brand new we didn't have much going and we lost like two maps we won one we lost one lost and then since we had time to implement stuff from there um we were doing like much better we were seeing a lot more from like the time we were putting in um but like yeah so that's how we would spend like the theory or we would go over like match the match we played or we would talk about like things to fix um we would go over new strategy we would go over like all that kind of stuff and then we would take like a small break and then we would do like retakes together. So it's like, it's just like a simulation of like retaking a bomb site, but you play like with and versus each other. And what we would do is like, we would actually talk like we were retaking together. So we would like uh, talk in game, like just how you would like play the game. So it's kind of like practicing our communication and like, we try to make it more realistic. You know, I, I get people shit if they're doing random stuff you'd never do. I'm like, guys, like, what is this smoke? Like you would never throw this smoke in a game. And so we try to like, you know, make it like a, a good way to warm up together so that mm -hmm. after we're like talking for a while, we're like, you know, we're not like uh, a bit fuzzy in the mind, you know, like we're, we're still like warmed up mechanically and we're talking and I think it kind of helps like wake us up too in cons and stuff. But that was just something we were testing this season. And I think for the most part, it was good. People liked it. Then we would go into scrims. Uh, we would typically play three or four, depends on like how packed the day is. And so going back to like um, what I said about depending on what level you play at. So because we play at main um, at the moment, um, the practice we have, like people typically have jobs. They don't play as early as like high level teams. And so for that, for that reason, you can't play really early, which means you can't have like a your really long day ends a lot later, basically. And like yeah. your your effectiveness at midnight versus your effectiveness at like 9 p.m., 8 p.m. is different. Right. So we can't mimic entirely like what a pro schedule looks like because people would just have no brain cells left by the end of the day. Like it's just, just how it works. <laughs> so yeah. we tried our best to just make a, a schedule that works for us. And. And yeah, then we would have like, mat we played a lot of matches throughout the week. So those schedules would look a little bit different, but yeah, we just tried to make the most of like our days. And I think we got a lot done. We played, we literally played like a month and two weeks together. And 
um we honestly surpassed our previous rosters like performance in my opinion like even in results like we didn't even make playoffs with our last roster like full of veterans players who should easily be able to make playoffs and we surpassed that with a with a team of like like you know a lot of new players who aren't really proven and they're here they are like proving themselves so i think with like the system we had in place like the teamwork we have the the vision we share i think it like is really paying off for us that's that's fantastic i'm i'm really excited to to see you know you guys perform and uh one question i did have for you it seems like you have as a sort of igl and as a captain in a sense of that team it seems like you have really set of values and this might be a, a bit of a deep question but what are your sort of values with regards to like csgo and like what you, you mentioned a lot about what you expect from your players but let's, let's go a bit deeper and see what, what are your sort of values with regards to your igling um so <clears throat> like what do i expect from the players or just what i value as like a like if i had to make shift a player what they should be is that kind of what yeah you, you yeah that, okay. that's a good way to put it um so i think like in terms of skill i think players are different like some players are a bit more mechanically skilled maybe they talk a little bit less so i think that's good to have balance in terms of what you actually bring to the table but i think that like there's a baseline of communication you need to have um I personally don't accept people who don't talk. I don't like playing with people who don't talk and I honestly don't enjoy it at all. So I try not to play with people who don't talk. And mm. if people do have a bit of communicational issues, but they try, then we can like work on that. But people who don't talk, I don't like playing with them. I'm going to be flat out open and honest because it's not fun to play with and it's hard to play as a team and you're relying on that player for information. So that player has to be really good to compensate for the fact of, low comms so that's kind of how i see it so in terms of being an actual player like what your skill is like that kind of varies because i think it's fine to have balance so i think right now our team has good balance i don't think there's any people who don't talk whatsoever um there's like a good amount of balance players who are more aggressive players who are a little more um meticulous or, or methodical is the better word sorry yep. um in terms of like what i expect like you know, if you could be a perfect player, like what it would look like, mm -hmm. I think that like, I think you should be watching demos. Um, I think you should be taking notes because the thing is, is like, we're not pros yet. We should, you know, some pros, you know, you look, oh, that bro, he doesn't take notes. Well, he's like 50 times better than us. So if you want to be like him, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do more. <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. you, I think like when you're not a pro player and you're comparing yourself to that pro player, you have to also recognize the fact that you have a big gap. There's a big ass gap of skill that you don't have and they do. So to comp compensate for that, if you want to catch up, you need to do just like do more. You need to catch up. So um, I guess like a perfect player should typically like work on their own mental. I think that is important because it also affects your team. Um, and in tough moments, like that kind of stuff matters. So I think like, um, I guess like that's kind of hard to do though. Not everybody has access to it, but I think you should like try to think about like uh, your mental, like trying to be a good teammate, try to, you know, even if you're having a tough game, try to still communicate, try to at least help your team. And I think like in that, in that sense, it's being like less selfish because like sometimes you can be pissed in a game and then you just shut down and then you don't like 
you know, care enough to like help your teammates. But like, what about your teammates? You're like, your teammates still need you. So I think even if you're having a tough game, like communication is big for me and how I see it is if you're good enough at certain skills, even if you have bad or good days, like the baseline is still good enough. So I think like working on communication is good. Um, I think like professionalism to a degree, like I don't, I don't expect people to be like suit and tie, but I think like respecting our time, like don't come late, don't come late all the time. You know, some people, they come late sometimes it's okay. Like, but I think the majority of your days should be like on time, uh, prepared, usually like come to practice prepared. Don't come to practice, not doing anything. Don't come to practice, like just got out of bed. Um, you need to like have you know, warmed up a little bit, you know, like come come to practice prepared because when we use that time, it's our time and it needs to be effective. And if you're wasting time because someone just like doesn't feel like it or is lazy or whatever, um, that, that ends up like mattering over time. Like it, it ruins the team atmosphere and in general, just waste, waste time. And honestly, like, I, I think at this point I'm very like careful of how I spend my time. So when people waste it, it kind of pisses me off. Like, I'll be honest. Cause like, that's everybody's time and I'm 26, you know, I got places to be. I'm not like 18 anymore. And I got all the time in the world. Like, so I don't know. I, I guess like I'm kind of all over the place with this because I don't really know how it would like picture a perfect teammate. But I think just have like uh, I think just like care about like what you do and put the time in and, and you know, kind of everyone's a little bit different on like what they need to work on. But I think just like know what you need to work on and make action plans on how to fix it, like have goals you know, watch demos, try to become smarter, like actively work on yourself, I think, and like listen to the people who have a lot of experience who are trying to help you because they've been through it. They already have been to where you are, you know? 100%. So yeah. I guess like that's how I would say it. I don't really know how a checklist, a perfect player. You've caught a lot there. That's, uh, it's yeah. really I wanted yeah. to delve a bit more into that, that, that professionalism, that preparation. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that everyone's different. How do yeah. you best prepare uh, for like competition, for training? Like what's your preparation leading up to it? So um, it kind of depends because I'm still like figuring it out. Like last season, I put way too much on my plate. Like I was spending like honestly every day, all day. Like I barely had any time to myself because I was spending it all on CS. Mm. And this season I kind of dialed back a bit because my goal was like to focus a bit more on myself and I think by like a habit I gained from like the last roster is I was focused too much on everybody else and helping everybody else and you know I'm still a player who can have a big impact if I can just focus on myself like I can still do my role as a leader without trying to worry about everybody else at the same time so I think by like fixing my focus a bit you know what I did then versus now is a little bit different so I think like what I do now is more just like focusing on my goals at the time like making sure I'm still like doing good in that regard I think just like making sure I'm mechanically prepared um feeling good mechanically enough to like have confidence in that and then usually that's not a big problem for me and aside from that how I prepare is usually just like how I want to play that map. I just think about like, what do I like to do? Um, a lot of this stuff is like done ahead of time. 
So like when I actually get into a game, I typically like know what I want to do and I usually have enough answers. So I guess like it's all it's all like ahead of time. Like I, I try to have a lot of answers for different situations so that when I run into them, I kind of know like what I want to do and I don't have to I don't I don't get put in very uncomfortable positions where I'm like problem solving uh, a lot harder, like, you know, working my gears too much like they come the answers come a bit more fluid because of like the time I put in ahead of time. So I guess like before games online, that is since like we haven't played a lot of LEN, it's like COVID and now we're finally getting back into LENs. But online, really, it's just like I try to eat well, you know, I try to uh, make sure I have energy for the game. I try to like, you know, sometimes I make like I make like a matcha or something like closer Hmm. to the game. And uh, aside from that, I just. You know, like I just trust the work I put in because I think that gives me a lot of confidence. I think like something I've improved upon from when I was younger to now is like my confidence comes within like the the work I put in and it's not something that's easily uh, flops. You know what I mean? Like if, if you just have just confidence by itself is very inconsistent, but because, you know, you feel bad one day, you feel good one day, um, whatever. I, I try to have like a good mental where it's a lot more consistent and less like shaky. Um, and I think relying on like the effort I put in helps and how I kind of like try to see the game is like, I just trust like my answers. So even if I might not be feeling amazing that day, I still, these are my answers. So I will do them regardless. Like, even if I'm having a bit of a hard time with aiming that day, like how do we play this situation? Right. How do I play a four V five? I'm always, we play it this way. It doesn't matter how I feel that day. Like this is how I'm going to play it. And I think having that kind of helps with the factor of like maybe you do or don't feel good that day because like this is something concrete this is something you know to be good I try to just trust like the logic the things I know that are good and I think that helps me get past like different hurdles in that day I guess and like probably bounces me back into the game depending on how good I'm having of a game that day I guess yeah I don't know that's kind of how I approach it it's a lot of work ahead of time. So it's like in, in the actual day, it's just like making sure I'm feeling good. Energy is good. I try to have a good mood or if I don't, I try to get better, a better mood going, like um, stretch a bit, like take a five minutes to myself. like try to reset my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. I, I love the piece about sort of taking care of yourself. I think that's, definitely something that I think even in traditional sports a lot of you know high level esports players or you know sports people they struggle with I think and it's really nice that you recognize that that you needed that to be able to perform better um it's impossible to be able to you know sort of overlook all your teammates and what they're doing and help help them improve so I definitely yeah it's it's fantastic that you recognize that Mm. Um, yeah thank you sure you mentioned the uh i really wanted to touch on this the, the toxicity on like reddit you mentioned um and obviously the toxicity can sometimes even be exaggerated for female gamers um yourself how have you experienced that um have you come across any struggles like what what's the experience been for you yeah i think it's tough because I think that most players don't experience like the spotlight in the way that like, so like high level pros, they get tons of shits, right? But you know, they're at the highest level 
you know, it, anytime you're in that limelight, people will have something to say about you, whether you're a celebrity, whether you're a pro. Um, and I think that like, um, it's kind of similar, but the thing is, it's very targeted around our gender, obviously, because that's what stands out right from other players is that we're women. Um, I think that it is, it is like a tricky thing because when you see something enough, it becomes hard to like, you know, maybe you start believing it or something like that, you know, like, and at the end of the day, I think what I try to do is I try to just take a step back and remind myself, like, you know, like other people don't define you just because some random Joe who doesn't know anything about Counter-Strike. This is the thing is like, I know way more about Counter-Strike than any of these people on Reddit, whether they think they know more or not. They don't like I don't care what they say because I read what they say and they don't know shit. Like, let's be honest, like yeah. they don't know what they're talking about. Even when they comment on like the pro matches, man, I'm like, these guys are so dumb, like they don't know what they're talking about. And so at the same time, it's like I try not to spend energy being upset about people who don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Like they're just spewing stuff to spew stuff. They want to have an opinion on something that they don't know anything about. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think when it comes with gender, it makes it a bit more difficult, of course. Um, and I, I think there were there are days that it has gotten to me a, a lot less now. I think I'm like a lot better mentally and I can handle that kind of stuff a lot easier. And honestly, I just don't read it. Like, I just don't go out of my way to read it. If I see it, I try to just like close out of it or move on and not like stick on it very much because it's just honestly, it's just random people on the internet. That's how the internet is. And, you know, I, I know like to myself, like I know that gender is not the reason why I'm good or bad. I just need to improve at the game. Like I am, I am better than the vast majority of men in this game. Like, and I'm a woman like that. I try to break it down logically. Like I try to take their arguments and break it down logically. Like, and I think doing that enough times, like I, I feel like I understand the topic well, and I feel like I understand why like women are a bit more behind. It's not because of the gender, but just the history of things, right? Like women have not been in games for nearly as long. There's not a lot of women. If you just, there's so many things that if you just break it down to like one point at a time, explains a lot. If you have five women and a hundred men, you're going to find better men. Like it just is what it is. It's the same thing. Like anytime you have bigger pools to pick from, the bigger pool will give you more better players. This applies to not just women, it applies to different regions. It applies to so much stuff. And I think by attacking like um, stuff with logic helps a lot for me because it, it takes away that like emotion from it that like you might have that like emotional like reaction to it. But if you add like logic to it, then you can like deal with the emotion a bit better. I think that's how I like to see it. But I also just like don't try to give too much time to people who don't know anything like they don't know what they're talking about. They're just hateful. They just want to bring somebody's day down. They want to discredit somebody, whatever, like whatever reason they're having a bad day. They want to take it out on you. You know, it, it's it's all good. I try to just focus on what matters and it doesn't really matter what people think, because at the end of the day, that stuff just brings you down. It's not going to change anything like you're yeah. still you at the end of the day, like whether or not you're like thinking about this, like like hate that people spew at you. I don't I don't think that there's no benefit of it, really. Like it's not going to change you. Maybe it motivates you a bit, 
Like, I think to me, it motivates me a bit to prove people wrong. And some days it like brings me down and some days it keeps me going. Like, I don't want to quit because I still haven't proven people wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, I guess there's some like good that I can take from it. Like I want to be in ECL. I want to prove people wrong. I know that I have what it takes to get there. So I just keep like, no matter like what the ups and downs of my team or whatever myself, I know that I can be there. So I keep pushing myself to make sure that I get there. And then when I do get there, that's when I can have the fucking last laugh at everybody. So I'm waiting till I get there before I start laughing at everyone. If I talk shit now, you know, I need to get there first. So that's kind of how I see it. Like I'm waiting till I get there. And then I can fucking laugh at everyone and be like, yeah, what's up, dude? I mean, you yeah. can laugh now. <laughs> you can still laugh now. You're I'm still good it. now. Yeah, but exactly. the thing is, is like I have the paper, you know, the certificates that yeah, like, yeah. you know, the receipts. So, yeah, I got the receipts. Like you guys can't discredit my receipts. Yeah. So It's good that we're talking about this because um, I think something really needs to be done though about this like bully culture and, and by us talking about it, it's going to shed some more light on it. A specific yeah. example that like, I've saw across um, when I've been on TikTok is that um, there's like a, I couldn't tell you her name, but she plays Warzone and uh, people have been accusing her of using aimbot. I don't know if she's using aimbot or not, but I think it really boils down to a girl like, being like good at Warzone and then like the boys, they, they're not really handling that and then they, they just want to attack her for being, for being good. And it's like... And it's getting to the point where she she might even be thinking, you know, I don't even want to play anymore because I'm just getting attacked for content creating around Warzone. Um, I just think it's a bit of a joke. I don't know whether the social media platforms can do something about it, the games can do something about it, but yeah, I, the most we can do is talk about it, which is uh, what we're doing now. So that's uh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think first of all, just like accusing people of hacking. Um, if they're not right. I think that's why you have to just trust the game to ban people who are hacking and not take it in your own hands. Like, cause you could be wrong. And there's been pros in CSGO who are not hacking that have been accused of hacking by a different pro. And it completely like tarnishes their reputation and it becomes like very difficult for them going forward or even gives them like, you know, confidence issues like well fuck like if i play really well here like maybe they think i'm cheating or i I don't know what goes on in the head i just know that like from what i've heard that it's like it fucks with them and it also just Mm -hmm. you know it brings them a lot of hate for just being good at the game so i think it's like best to keep your mouth shut on stuff like that you're not you're not the people who ban them if you think they're hacking report them move on like don't go tweeting at them or it's just not a good idea and there are pros who have done that in the past that regret it. And I think the way to deal with stuff like this is just holding ourselves to higher standards. You know, this is like gaming. It is something you can just do behind your monitor. You could be whoever you want to be. If you want to be a dick, like you could choose to be one. But I think that just like holding ourselves to higher standards and, and, you know, you don't, I think just like setting ground rules for what's lame, you know, like calling people out. If you're, if you're being lame, like, I do that all the time and you don't have to come at it in a rude way. Like I honestly just the other day, like called somebody out who like I thought was cool with us and they were talking mad shit about us. And I was like, yo, like why? What's up, dude? Like, and, and people like that, like they don't know why they talk shit. Cause once you confront them, they're like, Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean it. Like, 
you know so I, I think it's just like holding ourselves to higher standards like you don't need to be a dickhead you know like if you if you're mad at because you got your own shit going on like just you know maybe think about what's going on with you like why are why are you so upset like think about yourself like work on yourself don't like waste all this like I, I don't know like when you're young you just don't know this kind of stuff and I think just like holding ourselves to higher standards trying to be better people like you know I I'm I'm not a perfect person. I've definitely gotten better over time as I've matured. And I think just like trying to create a better atmosphere it all starts with like ourselves and also holding people to higher standards. I, I try to like uh, influence like people in my games. Um, if they're tilting, if they're being kind of rude, I try to be like, yo guys, like let's chill, you know, like try to come at it from like a light hearted way. But I think that like people do respond to stuff like that. Um, I think engaging in the same behavior doesn't help. It just, people just start arguing at each other. But if, if, you know, I think most people can be rational whether they are or aren't in the moment. And I think having that person like check them real quick sometimes helps. Like nobody's perfect. I, I think people like that are usually going through some shit and they just haven't figured it out. So I think, you know, no, for sure. Uh, I, think, I think it takes a big person to check someone as well. Um, some people would mostly hide when people are tilting and for you to step up and, you know, check them would really help them, I suppose. Um, I wanted to touch on uh, your, you mentioned ADHD, you, you've got yeah. that. Um, and I'm sure lots of other esports players have got that. Yeah, How have probably. you managed that throughout your gaming career? Um, is there any coping mechanisms you use or, you know, What's your experience been with that in gaming? Yeah, so I was actually diagnosed when I was a kid and I never really got treated um, like I did, but I didn't. I like stopped the treatment. And as I grew up, like I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't need the meds, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think like as I started playing higher levels of difficulty, I started realizing like my impulsiveness that came from ADHD was like, I would know what I should do, but I couldn't do it because like I was tired and it was harder to control like an impulsive play. So like, you know, you know, that thing was like, don't peek, don't peek, don't peek. And then you peek. <laughs> That's like what yeah. I would do. And it would piss oh. me off so much mm -hmm. because I knew what I should do, but I couldn't execute it. And that's like part of a problem with like uh, ADHD sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Without medication, I could control it. It just depends. Like, I, I think how I see it is it like it takes more like mental tokens to uh, control that yeah. part of like your brain. And I think you just like go through it quicker. So like somebody who can is typically like, you know, doesn't have ADHD. They don't really doesn't take as much effort to like do that kind of stuff. But for like me, it would take like more effort to do the same thing. And I think there's like, it's a double-edged sword. I think there are benefits. Like there are times we could become hyper-focused or, you know, I, I think there's just like both sides to the coin, but I think with like treatment, it helped. Uh, outside of treatment, I still think there's like co like mechanisms you can use to your advantage. For example, like me, it's notes, it's notes, it's goals, it's having a focus. So, you know, not having amazing focus like by default i try to work on my focus so what's my focus for that day like i have even notes like this notepad uh i was trying to work on 
<laughs> I added on my thing during the season. It's like, trust the team, do my job as an IGL, be in the now, and then like calm, breathe, and reset. Because that's like me trying to reset in chaotic moments, which is something I actually got a lot better at. So every time I'm in a chaotic situation, I'm like, calm, like chill, breathe, reset, then make the call, right? Because like as someone who has ADHD, I can impulsively react. And yeah. so what I'm trying to train myself to do is anytime I'm feeling impulsive, that that feeling of like anxiousness that I want to do something right then and there, I try to like recognize that emotion and I try to just take a, you know, just chill because I, I know I'm capable of it. I just need to recognize it and like rewire my reaction in that moment, which is like mm -hmm. what I'm still working on. It's very possible. I think with medication, it helps, but I think there's still a lot that you can do as an individual. Um, aside from that, it's like, um, my notes are super helpful. I try to have everything very visible to myself. Um, I keep my like desk space very clean, um, not cluttered. So just like minimize distractions, I guess. And every round I, I try to put my focus on something useful. Like what am I doing that round? Um, and honestly I can focus really well. Like I think I can even focus better than some people that probably don't have ADHD just because like the way I try to channel my focus, I, I try to like, I think I'm very like conscious about it. And so because I am, I, I do a good job with it. Like, uh, I mean, I IGL for my team and I think I'm doing a good job, you know, like yeah. you typically probably you would think it would be more difficult, but I do think I actually do a good job. And I think that like, I have my own difficulties that I can tell, like I need to focus on myself, right? Like that is something that I think is also relevant to it to some degree. Like I can easily be distracted by something else. And so I need to refocus on myself. And so it actually takes effort for me to focus on myself sometimes. Cause I can, um, I can be unaware that I'm like focusing on everybody else. Then, some, then I have like three kills, 12 deaths. I'm like, What's going on? Like, it's because I'm not looking, I'm not looking at my crosshair. I'm looking at everybody on the radar, what everybody's doing, trying to get everybody in the right place. And like, just like that, I didn't realize it, but it's something I'm like rewiring. Um, I think it's definitely possible. I think it's just like trying to set goals, noticing it, like noticing where it's happening and trying to work on it. Um, I actually just like, I have like notes everywhere and I think it helps focus what I want to do that day. Like, having notes like uh, I have Evernote and basically like I have it organized really well so that I can like know where everything is and let's say we're playing like Inferno that day or like Nuke or something I can like go and look at like everything I need to know that day and if we're playing a BL3 I'll like go and look at that map real quick okay like what do I want to do what's the other team doing I'm just like very um like I do things with a purpose I guess like and I think with everything I, I try to do things with a purpose, I think it helps a lot. Cause I think like lacking a vision is like lack of focus. And I think that I don't do well in the lack of focus area. I need like a focus. I need something to put my mind to like set it on. And I think by doing that, it helps me a lot. And I, I think I actually have, you know, it, I'm still working on it, but I think I have a pretty good like control over it. And um, I think that's just where it is. Like I'm very, I'm very conscious of where I'm putting my focus and where my, where my attention is. And yeah. yeah. And I, I guess to just sum it up, I think with like anything you're not good at, it's just like, is a matter of time where once you work on it enough and it becomes second nature, it's not something you need to hard focus anymore. So that's kind of like how I approach things I need to work on. So yeah, I guess that's how I go about it. 
That's fantastic. Uh, Helena, honestly, managing it so well. Um, you. you have so much wisdom, uh, like <laughs> so much value that's like come out of this, this podcast. Um, obviously, having accomplished a lot already during your career. What's sort of next for you in, in life or CSGO related? Like what, what what's coming up for you? I mean, for me, it's just like the never ending grind, right? Like I'm trying to make ECL, but it's one step at a time. Um, I think it's like that eagerness that I like, find, you know, like I know I can, I know I can get there. It's, it's tough, like not being where you want to be and you know, you could be there. Um, I think it's just like patience for me, trusting myself, trusting the process and not really letting people again, who don't know what they're talking about, like weigh in on anything. Right. Like I try to just focus on myself, stay in my lane and, um, I think by that, it's it just like, is a good effect. I think it helps a lot in confidence, you know, trust yourself. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have all the people in my life that can help me and I trust them. And if I need help, I go to them. Um, but I guess like my goal, yeah, it's just, my goal is to get advanced back. Once we get advanced back, I want to get playoffs. Then I want to make ECL. When I make ECL, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking write a nasty tweet like it's going twit longer. Like it's gonna be there when I make ECL. Just know this. Yeah. I'm saying it now. <laughs> put your notice on notifications uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put your notifications on. Once I make advanced playoffs, like once we make ECL, like you guys are gonna fucking hear it. So yeah, I think it's just like it's just like that's my big goal. I'm just trying to work on myself as a player, like in the aspects that I can and my mental and my in-game skills. I'm trying to just work on both. I think that like performance honestly is huge on the mental. And I think that like you can be a really good player, but you know, if you're, if you don't know how to control yourself and make yourself consistent or perform well, um, you're never going to see like that high skill. Right. So I think it's a balance of like, um, making sure you can perform as often as you can, as well as like working on myself as an individual, I think they go like hand in hand. Yeah. And so again, like by focusing on myself, I can improve my performance. Like I know I'm a good player. It's just like, what's the formula to get that player out every day? Like that's kind of what I work on. And then I'm trying to get better at like maps and the meta and the counter-strike, all that good stuff. So I guess that's like all I'm doing. And then I'm like trying to try to do stuff on the side, you know, I'm trying to like, uh, work on my content i'm trying to like be a role model uh to the scene um and yeah there's just like a lot of stuff that i'm like trying to do right now and yeah with focus gotta i'm trying to like focus you know what's important at the time but i'm trying to do a lot of stuff and that's kind of like the gist of it i guess i'm being a, a dog mom and a dog mom <laughs> over here as well that's a that's a full-time job <laughs> For sure, for sure. But honestly, I, I understand you're you're a busy person. Um, thanks so much for sharing some time with us. We uh, we we really appreciate it. There was so much that we could have covered, but obviously haven't had time to. So maybe there's room for a for a part two in the future. Um, and, and we'd love to cover it when you uh, reach your goals for sure. And we see them tweets coming out. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. get you up in the pod. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. So much value there for for young esports players coming up um that when they listen to it they'll get um is there anything you want to shout out or say all links to like your social medias and your platforms will be in the description of the youtube video but is there anything you want to say or shout out 
Shout out um, the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, big shout out, first of all, just like for inviting me here. I think it's pretty, uh, I just like this kind of stuff. I always like, I'm not even kidding. I've been like, I watch like these like uh, psychology videos and like uh, this girl I've recently just found out about. Her name's like, no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll give me like five. I will yeah. find it for you. I wa- I spent like two hours listening to her like last night <laughs> and I was like folding laundry and stuff. Um, There's not her- many sports psychology podcasts out there, so we yeah. might know it. So this is actually a bit different. She is, I think it's like science. I don't think she's like, I don't know if she's, her name is Vanessa uh, Van Edwards. Do you know her? No. She's like super smart and she just talks about like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like, it's just like learning all these random stuff is sometimes relevant to like, it's just like relevant somehow. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's things you learn that like you can pick up and you can like apply it. Yeah. Um, this is more just like cues and all that she talks about is like um, just like things we don't really realize that we're doing. Like um, if you want to be taken like more seriously, then she's like there's like a balance. She talks about like uh, big business people and, you know, what what they do that gets right, that they get right, what they do that, you know, that could help them. And like she talks about like uh, how to come off at, like to be taken seriously and how to also come off that you're you know, seen as like someone who cares, like with warmth or so it's kind of cool. Like she talks about like even just little things like gestures that you might not even realize you do with your face or your hands or like how close you're standing to people. But obviously I'm online all day. So some of it's not super relevant, but yeah. I, don't know, I just think it's like really cool. I like learning about the mind and I think it's really helpful. So yeah, um, yeah it's something that I like to do. So I appreciate you guys like bringing me out here and yeah, I, I uh, obviously go on big spiels, so I no. sometimes don't even know where to start with answers. <laughs> but it was it was a fun combo, and I'd be open to doing more in the future. For sure, you made our job easy today. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No problem. But no, um, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please share this with your friends or someone you feel will benefit from it, most importantly, like, subscribe comment down below any questions or guests you'd like us to get on the future go follow us on twitter and instagram links will be in the description of the youtube video or find us at master in the mind podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one